Hi, I'm Larry Souter, and welcome to Souter and Friends. You know that Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon, but do you know the name of the eighth man to walk on the moon? The year was 1971, and Apollo 15 is ready to launch. Ten, nine, eight, ignition sequence start, engines on, five, four, I realized I lived a very selfish life before the flight. You know, I lived to go high and fast. That's James Irwin, the eighth man to walk on the moon, a man I like to call the transformed astronaut. But really, God must have given me that desire so I could reach the moon, so I could come back and tell people that, you know, God sent me to the moon so I might come back to the earth to share the sun, to share his son, Jesus Christ. And then my, my life seemed to have real purpose, that I would be uh, the messenger, uh, a messenger of the Lord telling people everywhere that Jesus walking on the earth is more important than man walking on the moon. I think that's the most important thing I could ever share. Unlike a Russian cosmonaut who also went into space and said he did not see any God, astronaut Irwin came away with a different view of God. I didn't see God, but many times I share a story I was told when I was in Sweden about a young girl who was so disturbed by cosmonaut Gagarin's statement, you know, he had been in space and not seen God, and she wrote him a letter. She was just 12 years old, and so her letter was rather simple. But she said, Dear Cosmonaut Gagarin, I understand you've been in space, and you say you did not see God. And, Sir, I just want to ask you, are you pure in your heart? So she was just, you know, using the words of the Lord Jesus Christ when he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So whether the cosmonaut sees God or whether we see God, I, I think, you know, it depends on the condition of our heart, whether we see God at work in our lives. And uh, no one has seen God. And I don't think a cosmonaut will see him, but they can see the effect, the touch of God. While on the moon with Commander David Scott, Irwin experienced a religious awakening that he never had on Earth. Oh, what a big mountain that Hadley is. Yeah, it's beautiful. The sun is really fierce. Oh, look at the mountains today, Jim, when they're all sunlit. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. By golly, that's just super. You know, unreal. Dave, I'm reminded of a favorite biblical passage from Psalms. I look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. But of course we get quite a bit from Houston too. During the first ever use of a lunar roving vehicle or moon buggy, Irwin and Scott found a sample of the original lunar crust, a rock known as the Genesis Rock. Oh, that, that was amazing, you know, to see that rock displayed so obviously. We, we knew a rock, a white rock, would be important to our mission because we were there to explore the mountains of the moon, and the, the rock that would clearly represent the mountains would be a white rock. And we thought it, it'd be obvious because you look at the mountains, you see they're almost white. There should be an abundance of white rock there. But we only saw that one, and it was on the second day. The first day, we didn't see any white rocks at all. Look at that. Oh, almost see twinning in there. Guess what we just found? I think we found what we came for. Crystal rock, huh? Yes, sir. Dave and I both thanked the Lord when we found it. Because it, it, it was an answer to prayer and an example of God's guidance in a faraway land that there in all that dust, this rock was lifted up in a unique fashion, displayed to us. So we didn't have any difficulty seeing it or, or finding it. And it, it just remarkable. What a, a demonstration of God's power and God's love. 
Following his return to Earth, Irwin founded the High Flight Foundation, a nonprofit organization devoted to sharing his faith in God. Recalling his view of the Earth from the moon, Irwin said the Earth was the size of a marble. He said, I thought if the Earth is that small, how small am I? Just a speck in the universe. But yet significant enough that God would love me and create me and love me enough to touch my life. I felt privileged like an angel to get God's view of the earth. Irwin served as president of the High Flight Foundation until his death in 1991. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Psalm 19.1 I'm Larry Souter, and that's Souter and Friends. <laughs>